talk. Derek Miley, cause sexuality is tough. And okay, sexist isn't good enough. No, sex talk with Derek Miley. Hey, folks, welcome to Sex Talk with Erica Miley. Erica Miley here. Just you and me today, y'all. I, I really wanted to to be able to address you directly so we can have a conversation about the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19. Y'all, this is, this is what I'm talking with all of my clients about, all of my friends, all of my family. This is super, super scary for, for most of us out here. And so I think it's really important that we talk about it and we talk about how we can together or how I can encourage you to be able to handle some of the, the, th- the things that are just going to come up for you as we go through this process. Um, I mean, this is, this is the first pandemic, at least globally, that we are facing and we are all facing it together. So we need to talk about what does this pandemic mean for our typical physical connections? How do we tackle isolation? And I really want to tackle, help you tackle your anxiety. Let's be real. I imagine, I imagine many of you are experiencing some pretty high anxiety here or pushing away some pretty high anxiety. So let's get down to it. First, let's, let's tackle the isolation part first. Um, many of us in many cities across the United States, across the world, are having to essentially stay home and and stay home from our jobs, stay home from big events. So how do you tackle isolation when you are accustomed to going out and being with other people? So I'm going to do a quick soothing rhythm breathing exercise with you. Uh, This exercise, it is incredibly useful for when anxiety starts to really take over, when those thoughts start to race, when it feels like there's a lot of pressure. I want you to take yourself through this. I'm actually going to record this, this, what I'm about to do with you separately as well, so that you could potentially put it on your phone or anywhere you are for completely free, fitty free, and be able to use it anywhere you need to use it. So I want you to begin. I mean, if you're in your car, you know, wait till you're parked. <laughs> but this is this is going to be done seated, uh, and so that you can ground yourself where you where you are sitting. So I want you to start by taking an upright posture, both feet flat on the flo- floor, perhaps folding your hands on your lap. The head is up, held upright kind of dignified but relaxed posture. As you start to do this more often, you'll be able to do this with all sorts of body postures. But for now, as you're getting familiar with this breathing exercise, I want you to try it this way. Let's start like this. Nice, comfortable, upright posture. If you like, allow your eyes to close. Bring your attention to the sensation of your breath entering and leaving your body. Just notice the sensation itself. Give yourself about 10 to 20 seconds here.
Now we're going to slow down the breath. Allow your rate of breathing to slow, taking four to five seconds on the breath, pausing for just a moment, and then taking six to seven seconds for an out breath. Breathing in deeply, one, two, three, four, pause. Breathing out slowly, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Let's take a couple of minutes to breathe this way. In the audio, I'm going to pause for a minute, and then you can pause so you can give yourself a couple minutes. As you do this, your attention should be on the sense of slowing, slowing down that body, slowing down the mind. If this rate of breathing is too slow, see if you can find a rate that's comfortable and soothing for you. This is all about you and your comfort. The idea is to breathe in a way that is slowly soothing your body and your mind. The idea isn't to make the mind blank. It is to soothe the body. Wait two minutes now. When you're ready, allow your breath to return to its normal rate and gently allow your eyes to open. And then I want you to take a moment to feel how you feel right now and what it was like to slow down. And that's the end of the exercise. It can be done fairly quickly and you can go on your own quickly in a room and another, just just put some headphones in and use my voice to take you through it if you need to. This can help that mind slow down. It brings your heart rate down so the body will then start to get the mind to essentially come along so that the thoughts are not racing, so that the palms of your hands will be less sweaty, so that you can be able to access that prefrontal cortex, which has that that reason-based logic decisions. This is very difficult to be in a situation where you can't leave your home or or you can't go out and to big groups of people maybe like you are typically typically used to or maybe you work with large groups of people. Many of my clients who work in large companies are having to go home and for the first time ever see all of their coworkers through virtual conference sites like Zoom or any kind of video conferencing. So it's okay to give yourself patience. It's okay to give yourself the, those around you, your coworkers, your leaders, and in your various businesses where you work, have patience with yourself and everyone around you. So that's how we're going to tackle this anxiety, folks. So I want to bring it right to your partner and what it's like to then be, maybe you live with your partner. What would it be like to maybe have to isolate from one another. If say one of your, one of your, maybe your partner has symptoms and you don't, or one of you is feeling sick and the other one, the other one isn't, doesn't necessarily mean that you have COVID-19, but 
this happens to all of us, you know, during cold and flu season when we're trying to, we'd really, really like to have sex, but then we get sick and, well, crap, now what do we do? All I want to do is lay on the couch and stare at Netflix. (laughs) So I'm going to give you some things to try because I know some people out here have been exposed and aren't necessarily symptomatic. So they are actually isolating themselves from their families and their partners. So this, these might be some ways to try to be sexual or connect sexually in ways that won't involve touching one another. So I want you to give it, give masturbating at the same time a shot. Perhaps you could be in different rooms, giving each other a play by play, almost like masturbating via sports broadcasting. <laughs> Be able to describe what you're doing to to yourself, to your partner, and each of you enjoying that process and building that desire by by masturbating at the same time. Next, I'd like you to potentially try using all of your other senses with your partner. What do they sound like? How do you see them visually? Maybe it's time to try on some distance sex, like not just going from a, going into another room, but maybe you're actually in two different locations because one is stuck somewhere and they can't travel. So maybe it's time to get on the, the video, get, get on FaceTime or get on uh, Zoom or whatever you like and, and try out some distance sex where you, again, do some of that masturbating at a distance and describing to each other what you'd like them to be doing or what you would like to have done to you. How long has it been since you called each other and described what you would like to do to each other? I mean, this could be potential for a a lot of hot, hot, hot experiences for all of you. I mean, you want to build some desire and build up some anticipation. This is an excellent way to do it. I mean, here's the reality. If any of you are out there trying or wanting to make babies, this is a really, really great way to build some anticipation. And uh, I mean, I'm foreseeing an entire generation of babies being born (laughs) after people having to do some social isolation, they're going to stay home and have some sex. So I want to also talk about sex cleanliness. This This is important in the way of I mean, we have to think about the risk of of not only just COVID-19, but the risk of spreading any kind of cold or flu. We're still not quite to spring when everybody would typically be outside and enjoying, at least here in the U.S., enjoying the sunshine. So being very, very cognizant about how much you're washing your hands and your body as well. I'm not telling you you need to take five showers a day. No. But being being sure that you are being clean, making sure that you are laundering your clothing more often, making sure that you are keeping your environments cleaner as well. I also want to bring in conversations about washing sex toys, making sure that you are cleaning your sex toys and anything else that you use during your sexual times together. Say you're neither you or your partner or partners are sick or showing any type of symptoms and you're not concerned about that and you haven't been exposed. Then making sure that you're you are using those those cleaning techniques and cleaning the things that would have bodily fluids attached to them, i.e 
your sex toys or say you have straps you like to tie each other down with and or maybe you have something soft that you like to that you like to use during during sex like maybe a feather making sure that you're cleaning those things properly uh, I have some suggestions for um, some toys toy safe uh, soaps you can get these both on Amazon. Shibari Advanced Antibacterial Toy Cleaner is really great. Um, they have a spray and they also have a, a soap. System Joe Toy Cleaner is also, that's actually the one I use myself, is uh, toy safe. You don't want to use things like dish soap or um, detergent or anything that like hand soap, many times those soaps are actually very hard on sex toys and can cause pitting in some of those different types of material. It can cause issues with silicone. So be sure, find that good toy safe soap cleaner. Also, it is okay if you and your partner or your partner are feeling sick, it's okay to say no, y'all. It's okay if you are not feeling well and you just cannot muster having sex. It is okay to say no and encourage your partner to go in another room and explore their masturbation practices. (laughs) You do not have to have sex if you do not feel it well. Many times, many of my clients will say to me, well, my partner needs this from me. They need to be sexual. And, you know, we all do have sexual needs. And you also have needs to get better and feel better. And Take some time off, lay on the couch, get yourself some tea, get yourself some the some of the wonderful things that make you feel good, like soup, and make sure that you are caring for yourself just as much as you care for others. That all being said, like sending your partner in to work on their masturbation. I, I say work on your masturbation game, y'all. If you're not feeling sick and you feel up to the task, taking some time to yourself to slow down and understand your own pleasure can be amazing for your sex life with other partners. If you take your time, say you go into the the place that makes you feel safe, say it's your bedroom, you go into your bedroom and, and you begin to try and understand what does pleasure mean in your body? What does it mean when I touch my arms? What does it mean when I touch my legs? What does it mean? How does my body interpret that? How does my brain interpret that? What are the smells like? What do I see on my body? That it, what is that like? How can I appreciate what pleasure I'm giving myself? This can fundamentally increase your ability to communicate that to another partner in, and in both of you ending end up having a more enjoyable time if you can tell your partner what you want and what you need sexually. So working on that masturbation game is the way to do it. Also, I really want to reiterate some what some of the CDC has said for people to make sure that they have tackled what they need to tackle when they are sitting at home and 
looking around the house going, oh, what do I do? How do I make sure that I stay clean or I keep things clean? So I'm in the show notes. I have I've shared the links to the CDC's suggestions, and many of these are mandates because, y'all, the science, they're scientists. This is not political. This is not any of those things. These are these are things that you need to do to keep yourself as safe as you possibly can. So this is what the CDC is encouraging people to do to keep your home safe, but to clean hands at the door and at regular inter- intervals. So when you come in from grocery shopping or if you come in from work because you have to work outside of the home, come in, immediately wash your hands. Create habits and reminders to avoid touching your face and cover coughs and seizures. Y'all, I don't know if y'all have seen the videos that are, walking, that are going around on the internet of people, and it just kills me, and I feel exactly the same way, You're of people trying not to touch their face and all of the hand moment, movements they're going through to be able to avoid touching their face. You're not alone. You don't look weird. I mean, maybe we all look weird, but we're all looking weird together. So just try to avoid touching your face and cover coughs and sneezes the best you can disinfect surfaces like doorknobs, tables, handrails regularly, increase ventilation, open windows, adjust your air conditioning. Households that have vulnerable seniors and those who have significant underlying conditions, those could be anything like, like my husband has asthma. I have clients that have rheumatoid arthritis. I have clients who have lupus or Lyme. So you folks out there who have these underlying conditions, you're more at risk. So being sure that you have healthy people in the house conduct themselves as if they were a significant risk to the person with those underlying conditions. Examples like washing your hands frequently before interacting with a person or or feeding and caring for a person. If possible, provide a protected space for vulnerable household members. Ensure all utensils and services are cleaned regularly. And then if you have a household with sick family members, give sick family members their own room if possible and keep the door closed. Have only one family member care for them, not 10, one. Consider providing additional protections or more intensive care for household members over 65 years old with underlying conditions. So folks, I know many of you are already on the CDC website making sure that you're doing this. This is a friendly reminder to do it. I also added to the show notes the YouTube uh, video that the CDC has put out, which also gives some additional instructions and some of the things that they are trying to do to reduce exposure to people generally. So... I also want to make sure that you are all aware, many, many, many healthcare providers like myself, mental health providers, all of those folks out there are trying really hard to provide services to you. And many of us, like myself, are offering telemental health services. That means video counseling that is offered through a HIPAA compliant platform. So you are protected. You can still be at home and receive the therapy you need. So if you are in need of a referral of any kind, feel free to contact me. You can email me directly, erica at ericamiley.com. I'm happy to connect you or at the very least make sure that the people who work for my practice, that we are we are referring people out 
to folks that offer these telemental health services so that you can get what you need and reduce some of this anxiety, reduce some of this stress so that we can all get through this together. Remember, folks, put kindness and compassion for yourself and others first, and we can get through this. We will get to the other side of it. I know I know that this is... This is going to be life-changing for many of us in the world. So just know that the more that we can keep each other in mind, the better we will be at this and the more likely we will to beat it. Thank you all for listening to the show this week. Stay safe, keep washing those hands, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening, folks. Please rate and review on iTunes. It helps this podcast get found. If you leave a five-star review, let me know about it on any social media, and I'll shout you out on the podcast. You can find my website at ericamiley.com. You can find me on Facebook, the Gram, and Twitter. See you all next time.